The entire Sefer is one Yisrael. <clears throat> and this is all of life is building on this Yisrael. <clears throat> on the Yisrael of Das Atzmacha, we've reached now a point on page Kuf Chafalev. To apply it, to apply what we're learning to all different struggles that we have. One of the greatest of all, especially in our times, one for which probably hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars are being spent just in medication, medicine, atzvus, sadness. Sadness is a sickness. And as Jews, we have alternative approaches to dealing with this. Obviously, there are a lot of people who have chemical imbalances, and Hashem has sent into the world ways to help. But that doesn't cure the underlying pain that an individual might have because of different things in life. So everybody has his inyon. Yitan dugma pshuta, kufchaf alef, atzvus kasha'in neshama. Who doesn't, who's not familiar with the, with, I wouldn't say the musag, the concept, who's not familiar with feeling sadness? It's not something that we've just read about. There are some people who feel they've only read about happiness. But about sadness, most people could say that they have tasted the each person in, in, in his life. What should a person do when he's sad? It's an important question. What should a person do when he's sad? One of the most popular things that people do is to make other people miserable. That's one of the most common things that people do. Sad people make other people they make other people sad. Sadness breeds a lot of bad things. But there's another type of person who looks for ways to get out of sadness without making people sad. For instance, there are people, this is not uncommon at all, there are people when they're depressed, when they're sad, they go out to eat. You've all noticed that the restaurant business is doing very well in our generation. <clears throat> that, of course, is due to many reasons. The distaste, the growing distaste that women have for being in the kitchen. more affluence. There are many, many explanations for that. But one of the favorite pastimes that people have when they're sad is let's go out. Let's go out. Some people who, for whom it's difficult to go out or it's not affordable to go out, so go fresh, indoors. Instead of going out, or as I told you, my father's response to when I saw that the American Families were taking their kids out to eat a lot. And I, I, my sister and I felt deprived that we didn't go to restaurants. 
And when I asked my father, could we go out to eat? He said, sure, take your food out to the porch. <laughs> That's my, that was our eating out experience growing up. Take your mother's food, eat it on the porch if you're not happy eating in. So, eating out is a favorite pastime. Yesh mishahelech l'mesada. Achim echapis le'mashu le'shigrati shi'ra'anein osoktsas. Another person, another person will look for something out of the ordinary. Lo shigrati means something special. Something special to go somewhere, to do something, to go away, to get... This, these are also... There are a lot of people who are making money off of sadness. Something different out of the ordinary, the whole entertainment industry is built upon the need that people have to get out of the massive that they're in. That's not always why a person goes for some entertainment, but it does play a major role in the, in the need for entertainment, when entertainment is not just a, uh, a matter of entertainment, but it's a relief from a person's sadness. It's very common. Comedy and other things as well. It's a relief from sadness. To get away for a while, to go into some make-believe world. He'll look for all different kinds of places to somehow relieve him from this feeling of desolation. Shmama means shmamain, means emptiness. A feeling of emotional devastation, desolation. People will go look for all kinds of things. Hashirevis Bekirva, that the person feels within himself. Maisim Elo Noivim Mahiastaklus. Why do people do these things? Why do people do these things to go out to eat or to, to eat or to look for different shows or places to go and vacations and all different kinds of things as a way to get out of Atsus? There are people that go shopping. There was, there was uh, uh, no, not just once, I remember a few cases, there were different times over the years where, where um, I heard this from women, that, they, that there were women that told me that they go, when they're depressed, they go shopping. <clears throat> they go shopping, they like to go to different stores, and, and, and you say that the husband time is that you have so many things, you can't, uh, you can't possibly need this. So the response is, I don't need to wear it, but I need, I need it because it gives me some relief for my sadness. I go shopping. Where do these things come from? Maisim elunoivim nahiestaklus. Ani atsuv. The person acknowledges the truth. I'm sad. Sarach lehis And I have to deal with this. I have to contend with this feeling of sadness. I have to, I have to do something about it. He understands that it's not good. It's not good to be sad. It's not getting him anywhere. So he has to do something. I have to fight it. To remain sad is very unpleasant. How does one weaken the hold? How do you distill and weaken sadness? So the answer of society in modern times, where people have so many so many places to go and things to do. There's so many distractions. The answer is, 
They tried to go away from it. Rashwas doesn't even bring him. Nowadays, just with a computer, that a person could, doesn't have to go even running around. He could sit in his, in his place and could go to all different things and to see and to go. But the person feels, I have to get away from the sadness. And there are many, many other things that people do. They get into bad relationships. That's a very common thing. Yeah, whatever relationship happens, whatever possible relationship comes along, so they'll, they'll, they'll go for that because it's some relief. But is the person really thinking? Does he really try to figure out where does the sadness come from? Sometimes the person does try to understand the source of his misery and sadness, sometimes not. Sometimes the person thinks and he asks himself, Why am I sad? So he decides, he asks, at least he's introspective enough to ask, why am I sad? He doesn't just sit there eating four gallons of ice cream and goes to sleep or something after, after um, being sick and so on. He asks himself, what's the matter with me? Why am I sad? And he answers, I have a reason for being sad. Today I lost a lot of money. Why? Because I was, I was fired. I was laid off of my job. I don't have work. That makes me sad. I have a family. I have responsibilities. Or Shamati another person answers the question, Why am I sad? I heard some bad news. Somebody that I know is not feeling well, somebody passed away, God forbid, whatever. I heard bad news. The sorrows missing this place, whatever. Therefore, I'm sad. He blames his sadness on different events, on certain things, events that are taking place in his life or her life. L'chayra hu tzadek. And L'chayra, he's right. And not only that, echad v'ayd echad. And the person has multiple reasons for being sad. Has a number of reasons for being sad. There are some people when you you see them and you ask them, how are you? Is everything okay? You're hoping that they'll give you know the usual Baruch Hashem, everything's fine. But you know that if you stick around for more than 10 seconds, you're going to be in trouble. Because it's not just one thing, God forbid. It's two, three, four things, Hashem Yerachem. So he says, you know, the, and, and oftentimes the person will say something like this. Before they fired me, always, I was happy. I was a happy person. If you would have seen me until yesterday, for the last 43 years, four months and five days, if you would have met me, you would have said, look, that's a happy person. When I opened up the letter and I saw that they fired me, that's when I became sad. It's too bad you didn't know me until now. Until now I was a happy person. And he shows you the letter. 
And then he starts to take you. Believe they did this to me. I'm working in this place for so many years. I and this and this and that and this is what they did to me and so. So now I'm sad. So why is he sad? Because he has he has the star in his hand. The reason that I'm sad is because I was fired. This is a very partial presentation of the of the picture. It's a very it's it's a, it is not a complete way of looking at it. It's Because when you listen to this person say that, it could be another person for a long time. And the person and the person is trying to tell you, I've been a happy person my whole life and now I was fired, that's why I'm not happy. And you're thinking, I, I, I don't remember you going more than an hour or two being happy. I know you for 40 years. There's always something. There's no lack of sorrows. And even if everything in your personal life is going well, there's always some Jew in the world that's suffering that bothers you too. So there's no lack of sorrows. So there's a, there's a person that you know. That this is not the whole picture. I got fired. Look at this. I got fired. Now I'm sad. This is why I'm sad. Moshlamad Davidan. To what can this be compared? Adam Naseb Kvish Suan. Guys going on a, on a highway. Ulefesahu Nitkabet Kakt Nua. Suddenly he hits traffic. In Echisal, Kakt means a bottleneck. But it, it takes on different dimensions in Israel for those who are familiar with driving there. So what does he do? He hunks on the horn, he beeps his horn. He's beeping his horn. He doesn't understand. How come these people are not moving? The car's in front of him on the highway. The highway is a place where you're supposed to go fast. And these cars are not moving. So he, he's honking his horn. All of us have been in situations like that. I hope we haven't been the ones that are honking. But we've all been in situations where, you, where there are a thousand cars and, and someone behind you is honking the horn and you don't know what to do. You just look, look turn around and you ask, what would you like me to do with these? With all these other cars. So that's exactly what happens. He doesn't understand why they're not moving. There's a guy sitting in the car in front of him. I think he's saying that a little bit... Uh, He's saying that uh, sarcastically or as a joke. And the guy makes a simon to him in a gentle way, uh, in an idle way, Badinus. What do you think? You think that everybody, you think that all these cars in front of you, that they're all idiots. In other words, that everything is wide open and they decided that they just want to sit around on the highway. They're going to spend a day on the highway. What, are they crazy? What are you beeping me? The whole, the whole New York decided we're going to stay here today. We're going to stay on the Long Island Expressway. It's a good place. We're going to settle into this place. And everybody decided all together. Everybody decided the same thing. Obviously, there's some rational explanation for what's happened. The problem is that where you're sitting on the highway, from that place that you're on the highway, you can't see what's going on. So then you always have like the big, like you know those, the, like the machas, they, they get out of the car. 
they always like are tightening the, tucking in the shirt and tightening the belt and stuff when they get out of the car. And they start to walk around to go and to talk to people and to look. There's a certain, you know, there's a certain type of a guy that does that. Maybe the wife says, why don't you go take a look? And my wife never said, I would never have a half a minute to go out of the car. I said, this is where we're here. We'll stay here until, until the goals is finished. Whatever we have to do. But this is where we are right now. But there's always a type of a guy that goes out and like to see what he could do to get things moving. So, so the say the problem of the, obviously the problem is that mehamokim by himcha nimsa from the place where you're sitting on the highway, you don't, there's a reason why there's traffic, but where you are on the highway, the cars are backed up, you're beeping like a Michigan, and the guy looks around and says, what do you want me to do? She says, I want you to move. She says, there's something going on over here, I can't move. But from where you are, you don't see what's going on. It could be, God forbid, there was an accident, it could be there's some construction, whatever it is, but you don't see it from where you are. <clears throat> if it's on Rockaway, if it happens to be on Rockaway uh, Boulevard, Turnpike, it's because they're turning over the concrete there for the thousandth time in the last 30 years. Maybe someone can explain. I'd like to hear an explanation for that. Because I've been, I've been living here for a long time. I still don't understand why that road, they can't work it out. But that's just a side thing. I don't want to get into it. But I, if anybody could tell me what's going on over there. All right. <clears throat> if there are hundreds of cars that are standing there, if the hundreds of cars are standing still, it must be there's something blocking them. There's an, there's an obstruction up ahead. Where you're sitting, he ain't a nearest mikan. From where you're sitting, you can't see what's going on up ahead. Once things start to open up a little bit, the cars, those few cars, one at a time, whatever they go past the bottleneck, when it thins out a little bit, then you'll see, oh, like everybody does, oh, there was talking accident here. Oh, there was, they're doing some construction. But, but you don't see it from where you're sitting in the middle of the traffic. It's obviously, it's a very simple motion. The way that people go through life is that they don't look one millimeter, one inch in front of themselves. They push it, don't look in front. So the terrorist is like this. You want to ask me why I'm sad? Well, you have people that go through the whole life, they're angry. And you ask him, what are you angry about? So, 99% of the time, those people that are always angry, they point, they turn around, it's like, those, like on a game, you know, those dolls that go around, and, they turn, and then it stops at something. So they turn around, and usually, if the spouse is the nearest one, ding, I'm angry because of her. And she says, what do I do? So he says, 42 years ago, you didn't defend me when your mother spoke out against me. And that's what you're upset about? Yeah, I've been upset for a long time. And it wasn't nice what she said. And then, then it spins a little bit. She says, that's ridiculous. You're not angry about my mother. My mother's already in the other world for 15 years and you're still talking about... So then he says, all right, all right. He spins around and you see somebody else, one of his kids, you. Or then he keeps on spinning, it's the boss. Or then he spins, he says, the president is also no good. And he spins, he says, the economy is lousy. And he says, I don't like that congressman. The senator, the senator is this and this one's that. But people are, there are people who are chronically angry. The angry person. So what's the angry? You ask him, why are you angry? So the guy's sitting in traffic, right? His life is, is he's in traffic. He's angry. So you ask him, what are you angry about? So he says, what am I angry about? 
You see what I'm angry about. <clears throat> I'm angry about this. I don't know why the cars don't move. So you say to him, Shaita, there's something up ahead. He says, he, doesn't only, he only sees that thing that's in front of him. He doesn't look anywhere to try to get to understand what am I angry about. It's not your wife, it's not the kid, it's not the president, it's not this, it's not that. There are annoying things in life that happen. That's what life is all about. But as far as your anger, you've been angry for 50, 60, 70 years. What are you angry? The Emmys, what are you angry about? There are people that are angry their whole lives. And everybody in their lives is a carbon. Everybody in that person's life is a carbon. It's just if you're in the wrong place, the wrong time, you get zapped. You got a duck always when you're with them. But Emmis, what's he angry about? He always thinks it's something like right next to him. So he's beeping at the car in front. The guy's sitting in traffic. He's on the expressway. There are thousands of cars. And who's he angry at? He's angry at the car in front of him. He's a Michigan. Anybody would say he's a Michigan. You're angry at the car in front of you? What do you think's going on? He can't move. There are thousands of, uh, there's something going on up ahead. So this guy, Hukibel Mikhtaf Piturin. So today, Today, what's the issue? Today. Today the issue is, he asked him, why are you sad? He's not angry, this guy, he's sad. Why are you sad today, Yanka? What's the matter, Yanka? He takes out the letter. Did you see this? I'm working in this place for 25 years. I'm, I'm faithful, I'm loyal. I could have done this, I never did that. And I did that, that, that. I didn't take vacations. Look what they sent me, the shrine. They sent me a letter. So he came on Mechtar Natur. The terrorist says, you want to know why I'm sad? I'm telling you why I'm sad. I'm sad because of the letter. Wouldn't you be sad if you got fired? You have a family. You have to provide for family. You want to give tzedakah. You want to pay tuitions and so on. Wouldn't you be sad? What are you supposed to answer? The terrorist says, of course that's upsetting. But that's not etzim, why he's sad. He always has a terrorist why he's sad. That's his answer. I'm sad because I got fired. Look at the letter. So let's say he starts to think more deeply. He's trying to think beyond the car in front of him. Maybe there's something past that car. So he's trying to think maybe there's something beyond this letter that I was fired, maybe there's something beyond this letter, ahead of it, that, that's, that's been making me sad for 40, 50 years, or making me angry for 40, 50 years, that I have to ruin everybody in my life because I'm sad or I'm angry. Maybe there's something ahead or behind. Maybe there's something going on. So he's thinking a little bit more. So he says, no. What it seems to me is that the immediate cause of my sadness is this upsetting letter. Let's go deeper, much, much deeper. Not what caused me to get sad today. The letter got me sad. Let's go deeper than that. This, this person is starting to think on a, on a much deeper level. The question how is? Where is this koyach of atzvus come from? That there's such a thing called atzvus, sadness. Where does it come from? Now again, we understand, and he also understands, there are certain situations with chemical imbalances. People struggle never. But the koyach of atzvus, where does it come from? He's thinking, where is this atzvus? 
Not my atzvus. Listen carefully. My atzvus is the letter I got. My atzvus is my, my husband is nasty. My wife is, is insensitive. My kids don't listen to me. Not my atzvus. Atzvus. The institution of sadness. Where does it come from? We're coming, we're coming to the month of Adar. We're coming to Mishen Nichnas Adam Abn Besimcha. Mishen Nichnas Adam Abn Besimcha. Which I spoke about the other day. I mentioned the Mishen Nichnas, the Svasem, Mrs. Medayik, doesn't say Kishabah. When you come to Adar, you become happy. Mishen Nichnas Adar means when you let Adar into your life, then you'll be happy. Sounds like we're surrounded with things that can make us happy. But if you're not a person who, who allows the happiness in, you'll never be happy. You could be standing at your own kid's chastma, grumbling that this one didn't come and this one came. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, the, I, I think that the string beans were a little bit spoiled or something. Whatever. It's the same type of person. And his, at the, at his own chastma. He's been telling everybody, when, I, when I'll marry my kid, then I'll be happy. And he comes to the chastma. So some, some, some waiter or some busboy or some... Guy, that valet guy, got him upset because he came ten minutes late with this guy's car, and Uncle Harry's all upset. And now the chasta's all spoiled, and he goes around. He says, "Oh boy, this." He said, "You're waiting. You're waiting for ten years to marry this child off, and you let some guy that parks the cars got you get you all upset." Yeah, yeah, it ruined the whole chasta. I heard people talk about it. it ruined, ruined the chasta. That ruined the chasta. Zazivik chasta kala. It's a big thing. Diary, diaries you can have. Mitchell no name after the Zaydi, the Bobby will be beautiful, all the good things that are coming out. Your children, the children are going to be happy and they'll live happily ever after. And you let one guy that parks cars get you all, ruin all of that? Yeah. That's, it ruined it. No, there's a koyach of atzvus. There's a koyach in a person of atzvus. There's a mitzvah of atzvus. Where does that come from? You could be malbishit, or it's mislabesh. It becomes enclosed in a lot of things. So right now it's enclosed in the valet parking. And uh, earlier it was enclosed in, uh, in my tie. This is the tie for the chasna. So now the tie has a spot on it. So I'm angry with the tie. The cleaner, how come my wife didn't take it? The cleaner, how come the cleaner? She took it to the cleaner. How come the cleaner didn't clean it? But that's all what it's mislabesh in. It's enclosed in. But what's the koyach of atzvus? Where does that come from? Harigam lo yiduim dvarim neisafim shet sivu oisai adayayim. Look, he knows honestly that this is not the first time he said when he got this letter that he was fired. He knows in all honesty that he's been said many, many times in his life. He also knows the many times he can't even explain why he said. He also knows that there are other people who weren't fired that day, and they're also sad. Not everybody got that letter today. But even the people that didn't get that letter, there are many people that said. There are a lot of sad people. This koyach, hanikra atzvus, it's called sadness. Meheichen hu ba. Where does it come from? Hayim ha neshama gam kenatsuva. 
That's the big question. Is the neshama also sad? And this is an interesting question, isn't it? Is the neshama also sad? Listen to the question. Isn't it true? Well, maybe it's just my impression that you have some people that are particularly, I don't know what word to use for it, sensitive or soulful, or I guess maybe you want to say spiritual. When we were growing up, they were always listening to certain kind of music and reading certain kind of poems, and they always like tried to have or did have or didn't have, but they like a dreamy look or expression, or they're always crafting about the world and about existential, existential aches and pains, you know? There's a certain type of a person. And, and you would think, a person looking from the side would think, I'd be much better off if I wouldn't be a spiritual person, because it seems to me that the more spiritual you are, the sadder you are. And to be really soulful, like a lot of these so-called, um, saying, when I say soulful, I don't mean the ends. But those who think that they're soulful, a lot of those soulful people listen to depressing songs. You know, they listen to depressing songs and they read depressing books and they have depressing conversations. And someone that's happy, that's just a regular simple guy on the side that's looking at this is thinking, boy, am I glad that I don't have a neshama. Because it, looks to, it seems to me that if you have a neshama, you're in trouble. Because anybody that look at that, everybody seems to me, who's a neshama, the good person, he always looks like he's, you know, upset. It looks like he's sad. People with a big neshama seem to be sad. That's the greatest lie of all time. That's the question. Is the neshama sad? Is the neshama capable of sadness? To feel sadness? The neshama. We're not talking about different levels, nefesh, ruach. Those people who seem to be soulful, they, they, they may be, may be a little bit in the world of nefesh. There's more sensitive people that they like certain songs and poems. And, and uh, you know, they like to walk around in the fall and get a certain breeze and throw their squat a certain way and think that they're very deep and so on and so forth. So there might be a little bit like a nefesh there, but that's not neshama. The question is the neshama said. Loshna posik. It's a posik. In that place where he is, he meaning the Bari Erlam, the Creator, within each and every one of us, the where is Hashem in each and every one of us? The Neshama. That's the place of Elokus, of godliness, inside each and every one of us. So in that place where the Baruch Shalom lives in each and every one of us, so to speak, obviously lies also Ponemine, he, he's everywhere, but in that place where the Chelek Elokom Yimal resides, in us, says, Oiz V'chedva There's only joy and happiness. B'mkaymai, in his place, Oiz strength V'chedva, and joy. That means that when a person is living in the true image, in the true form, in the true state of who he really is and how he was created, there is no 
there's nothing in the world that can cause him to be sad, to be depressed. And that sounds outrageous. You're saying, I shouldn't be sad? What do you mean? The people have sorrows? People got killed? This happened, that happened? Should, someone's sick? I shouldn't be sad? It doesn't mean not to, not to empathize with another person, not to feel another person's pain. To be nice, is a very big midah. So what does it mean? A person who lives in that place of Oiz Vichadva Bim Kaimai, Ainle Sibalais Atsuv. Those who were with us when we were learning Ayas Atsuv, we spent some time on this. And over the years, at different, on different occasions, we were learning Chasidus also. There's a very big difference between sadness, depression, God forbid, and Miriris, bitterness. There's a big difference. <clears throat> We're not going to go into that now. But feeling a certain bitterness over suffering, particularly other people's suffering, and feeling a bitterness and a tzibrochenkeit over your own averis, that's a midelokis, that's a very godly thing. But depression, sadness, and despair is not found in the neshama. It's not part of the, it's not one of the ingredients in the neshama. If you could dissect the neshama and open it up, it would come out in big shining letters, Oiz When you open up the neshama, there's happy music, not depressing music. It's labedic in the neshama, it's happy. Oiz you open up the neshama, it's not, it's not said inside the neshama. Inside the neshama is Oiz If you're asking the question, where does sadness come from? The answer to the question is that it does not come from the neshama. It comes from some other place, not the neshama. The neshama is oiz v'chedva It can't come from the neshama. It comes from somewhere else. Therefore, etzev, sadness can only be, can only come. Etzev ba mehalamas haemes mihu haadam. Sadness, sadness can only, can only come. Sadness can only be where the truth of who I am as a person is hidden from me, where I don't truly see who I am. This is what we've been learning about the entire time. When I'm out of touch, when all I see is the car in front of me and I'm sitting there my whole life beeping the horn. There are people in their whole lives that have the hand on the beeper, on the, on the horn, their whole lives. Sad, angry, but the whole life, they have it like already glued on there. Just, there are people, there are some people that give like long beeps, you know, there's like long, there's a This person, there are people that have the, the whole life, it's on the beep, on the beep. And they only, that, and they, they live with that car in front of them, and there's always a car in front of you that's getting you angry or upset, and, and they're not seeing the emiss. They don't see the emiss. The emiss is not in front of your eyes. The emiss is not the car in front of you. The halomas emiss. Sad brings sadness. Sadness comes from not seeing the truth. That's where sadness comes from. Halomas not seeing the truth. Nihu Not truly understanding. Who am I? What is, what is a person? Who am I? Not just who am I, like in this thing of who am I, and to name yourself by your name. Specifically, by this name. 
What is an Adam? More than that, an Adam Yisrael, a Yid. If you don't have the right answer to that question, or even if you know it intellectually, but you don't feel it deep inside of you, but you don't feel it deep inside of you, then sadness will be part of your life. Unless, unless you find all different ways to numb the sadness, to get to, to make believe, but even, you know, the proverbial clown at the end of the circus after the circus is usually the one that's the saddest one, you know, that's, that's just how life is, or the class clown, or the guy that always has to make some crack or joke, it's a kiddua. But those are usually the saddest people of all. And nowadays, nowadays, some of you are going to walk out of here after this year, you could, you'll turn your machinkas back on, you'll start with the texting, texting some, I hope not, but some will start with the texting, you go through the week with messages, texting back and forth. I'm not talking about <clears throat> buy the corporation, sell the corporation. I'm talking about stop this, that, always having to be with somebody on, even on, on the phone or making messages and something like that. Those are very, very sad people. It's a big simon of the sadness of the world that we're living in. Constantly, constantly having to be distracted and send messages and get messages. See kids that are supposed to be playing and happy. You have now children that they want to already get cell phones when they're kids. This seventh grade, eighth grade, little kids that want to get cell phones and they want, they, they, and they have to be in, in case of emergency. Well, we didn't have emergencies before. In case of, when was the last time you had an emergency? So there was going to be an emergency. Well, there'd be an emergency. We'll work it out. So because of this emergency, even to think of such a world we live in, that the emergency is like this. There are such things. Everybody to walk around, little children, instead of playing and being happy, to instead to be always with this and sending things and back and forth and watching things and looking and so on. It's, it's such a, a, a world filled with atzvahs. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Where does all that come from? Again, not why this person is sad or that child is sad. Not that. That's not the question. Sadness. The chefza of sadness. I'm not talking about the gavra, the person. I'm talking about the chefza. That thing that's called sadness. Where does it come from? So the answer is, it comes This is the Torah's answer. We understand there's not the answer in the world, in the sad world. But the Torah's answer, which doesn't mean that all that doesn't mean that the Torah world is, is necessarily a cheerful place either. It all depends. You can sometimes feel more depressed in, in that world than in other places. That's not that's not the point. The point is the emes, the emes. The fact that someone the fact that someone is officially religious, and, and it could be that he's wearing a black coat uh, that's dragging on the floor, and he's got uh, payers to go along with it. That doesn't mean that he's in that place of neshama. It just means that he didn't cut his beard. His pegs. And it means that he didn't get fitted for his outfit. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything beyond that. So the emis, the emis, is halamas ha'emis. The truth is, not seeing the way past the car in front of you. There's something else that's happening in the world. There's something else. And this you can't just get out of the car and walk ten cars ahead and say, oh, that's what's going on. And if you're stuck in a pack, in this, if you're stuck in this bottleneck of life, 
and you find that you're constantly getting sad or angry, and you have always letters in your pocket, I was fired. This happened. That happened. Or, you t- or if you don't have a personal, you take out the newspaper. Did you see what happened? Did you see what happened? There were people that were killed. They went on a plane. They got killed. Zahmanis. Do you see what happened? This is making me sad. That's not the that's not the mitzvah of sadness in a person. It comes to me halomas emes not knowing the truth, not seeing the truth, not living and feeling that truth of what is a what is a human being the emes, and what's a Jew the emes. Im adam hayachayim an neshama, if a person would live with his neshama, we understand that it's almost impossible for a human being to live constantly in this way, but to work on it at the something. But if a person would live Iman Neshama, he would never be saved. Let's take a look at this. The Musag of Atzvus. <clears throat> that time that we feel that sadness is certainly justifiable is when there's someone that you love that has passed away. Nobody would say. Not only, is it not, not only is it justifiable, but we have a whole section of Yerdeya that's called Hilchus Smachas. The Halachas of Simchas, meaning of Avelus, the laws of mourning. Right? So not only is it justifiable, but we have Halachas that say that a person, <laughs> the Dinim of Avelus, the Halachas of Avelus. So we understand that if we could think of one thing in the world, or one event that justifies sadness, it would be death. And you know what? It's, it's true. There is certainly sadness that surrounds that, uh, that surrounds that, that mitzis that we have in the meantime of death. You know why? Or why is that? The Territ says, listen carefully. When a person dies, this is what's sad. We just don't decipher the sadness. What's, what's sad about that is that there's been, there's been a terrible separation between the Neshama and the Guf. This person that I knew and that I loved was alive. And as a living person with an ashama, a person, a person, a life, stories, jokes, wisdom, sweetness, a person. And now what's in front of me? And the people start to cry. The family standing there in the oren and the friends and the person is lying in the oren. And, 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 and everybody starts to cry. And there's not a reason to cry. The crying at that moment and the moments that are connected to that moment is due to that terrible, terrible tragedy. The tragedy of all tragedies. The separation between the Nishama and the Guf. The separation between the Nishama and the Guf. There was once a Nishama here. Ve'ineinu. It's not here. It's a boss of Adam. 
it's a, it's, it's a, it's a pathetic, withered piece of, of, of flesh, I'm sorry to say. That's it. Sahmanis. There's no Nisham over here. There was Nisham, there's no Nisham. That brings Tum also, right? The biggest Tum. Ovi Avasat Tum comes from such a thing. There was a Nisham in here. There was a Nisham here, and now it's not here. Now what is here? A Guf. The separation between the Nisham and Guf is sadness. That's the institution of sadness. Because the Nisham is what? Elokus, the Nisham, who we really are is the Nisham. Oiz v'chedva b'mkaymai. Is infinite joy. Joy. That's the Nisham. The Nisham in its relationship with the Guf, it's a tumult. It's a tumult. Because of the person's failure to see beyond the car in front of him. So he's not living with the Nishami, he's living with the car in front of him, which is the Guf. Because his Guf sees the next car. And in that world of the Guf over, overtaking the Nishama, there's misery and sadness. So death is sadness. Because why? All this left here is a Guf. And there are different ways that their family and friends feel that. You can go out of your, you can go out of your mind. Because you, and, I've, and I, I've, I, how many times that I've heard people say things like, one of the saddest, saddest things, I remember that it was a very dear friend of my parents, and, and he, Nebuch, was nifted in a terrible way a few years ago. Terrible, terrible way. And um, this was like, this was like, Mamish like Mishpach, it was, uh, my father was together with him in Europe, and then during the, uh, during the war they were separated for a while, then they met again after the war, and by the deep again, then they came to America, and they were together all the years. And, and the parents were best friends, and, and she was screaming that he should wake up, that he should wake up, and she threw herself on the oren to stop it and to get up, to wake up, to wake up, why are you doing that, to wake up? And all everybody's crying to see such a thing, to hear such a thing. There are different ways that that tragedy of the of the separation between the Nisham and Griffiths felt. And she was she was losing her mind in the in, in the sadness. Nobody should know from such things, but to lose her mind from it. And she said, "This is ridiculous. I want the Nishama back in the Guf. Go back." That's she's saying. Well, you need to wake up. Means I want the neshama back in the guf. We also do. Every levai ends with those words. Death should be finished today. But in the meantime, this person has to be put into the ground, and that separation, and especially when the when Lo-Alena, the person sees the aron being lowered into the earth, that's usually the hardest time. That people have told me. That's the hardest time when the urn is being lowered into the ground. Because as long as the urn is in front of you, at this, at this something, a shaykhis, then it's being lowered into the ground. What? Because at least if the goof is here, maybe I have a shaykhis. But what's, what's hurting you is not that. What's hurting you is, what's hurting is that the shama and the goof have been torn apart. And what does the person do, Lo'alainu, when that happens? What's the halacha? What do you do with your clothing? You rise kriya, Hashem Yerachim. You tear the lavush. <coughs> right? You understand what that means. <coughs> the, 
there's really a machloikis. What's the purpose of Kriya? Is it to cause more grief or to give some relief from the grief? There's a machloikis. Which affects the halach. Of who should do it, the person himself or other people. <coughs> when it should be done, in front of whom and so on. <coughs> what does it mean to tear the garment? So in light of what we're learning, we understand. Let's continue. When the neshama and the guf are separated, then, then you're left just with a guf. When you're left just with a guf, without the neshama, and the neshama has flitted away, then all the joy is gone. <clears throat> because oiz v'ched was only the neshama. And all there is is a guf. And when you're rational, you realize that this guf is not doing anything until it's, it's dead. There's no neshama there. So it's final. It's that horrible feeling of it being final. There's no halacha, first of all, we have to know. There's no dinam of being depressed. And there are halachas that we have also, in effect, to prevent and to help that, that there shouldn't be depression. The whole mitzvah of shiva revolves around that nakuda, Not by telling jokes. And not, God forbid, by forgetting the person, but by talking about the neshama that was in the world. Right? Ah, what a neshama. What a person. What a person. So there's no din of atzvus, al-kroiva, on the relatives. Al-irak din avelus. There's a halach of avelus to mourn. Al-metziyus ha'odam but we know the reality is sadness. When the loved one is lying dead in front of you, that's the saddest day of your life. Climate. What this means. That's period. Atzvus is when there's no neshama. Whenever, whenever the neshama is hidden, or whenever the neshama disappears, sadness. Whenever there is neshama, joy. What died over here? What died? That's why we take Kriya. There was a neshama that was enclosed in a body. And the neshama nistalka, the neshama has left this body. Nisharaguf, all we're left with is the body. The atzvus is felt in the, in the most horrible way. The atzvus is unbearable when there was a neshama and the neshama has left and you're looking at a guf. In this boinam is enough, and if we think about this, we'll understand. The more you turn up the volume of the neshama, while you still can, while the candle's burning. The more you turn up the volume of the neshama, even in places of the world, Look, people might have had, a, there are people that have a hard time in Yerushalayim. Sometimes, especially if you live there, you move there, it's not so easy. 
but but when a person comes to to Mokim Hamikdash, there's a certain feeling, or in other places of kedusha where you have a certain feeling, even though you understand mitzvah haguf, you're not mistad there in that place. Mitzvah haguf, many people find it much more difficult in Eretz Yisrael than they find it in Chutzlaretz. That's that's the honest truth. It's much more difficult for for most people physically in in Eretz Yisrael than it is here. But we understand that there are pla- there's a place in the world that's less goof and more nisham. Less goof and more nisham. And the more a person is in that place, the more he's sensitive to the Kedusha also. But that's for a different time. But there's joy in his place also means in the Makam HaMikdash, in Yerushalayim. The closer you are to holiness. When you were the Tzadik, by a Tzadik, the nisham is shining in a stronger way. And in the presence of a Tzadik, there's more joy. There's more joy just being near him. Being in the presence of a tzaddik, there's more joy. Because why? Because the formula is, where there's neshama, there's joy. The less neshama that's there, there's sadness. More guf, more sadness. The saddest people in the world are the big, big megushama. The angriest people in the world are the big megushama. You understand? Megusha means grubber. Is that a good translation? The more grubber the person the angrier and the sadder. It's a hard thing to face, especially for the angry person or the sad person. You're a grubber person. That's why everything in the world gets you angry, because you're a grubber person. Grub means you're fat. You're fat. You're fat. Fat means you're fat with the world. You're a magusha. Where's your neshama? Where's your neshama? So you're honking the horn because there's a car in front of you. You don't believe there's anything beyond that car? You think there's something, you think that everybody's a shaita over here? A magushim. <clears throat> you're, you're fat, meaning with, you're fat with a gashmias that has so covered up the etzim of who you are that everything that happens to you gets you angry. And you always have tainas, and tviyas, and kpaydas. And there's always things that get you angry and sad and upset because you're a grubber. Period. And you're going to say, but what do you mean? <clears throat> what do you mean I'm a Magusha? I'm not a Magusha. I'm very spiritual. I listen to sad songs and everything. <laughs> yeah, Grubber. You're a Grubber that has headphones. Yeah, Magusha with headphones. <clears throat> it's a hard thing to, to face. It's a hard thing to talk about. Someone that is this way is going to be angry about this. It's a good test. If you're angry about this, it's talking about you. And you can laugh and make fun. Say that. We'll see at the finish line. At 120, what's true and what's not true. You're Magusha. Everything gets you angry. Everything gets you upset. Because you know why? You live in the world of the goof. In the world of the goof. How come you find someone who had a lot more sorrows than you? And he's, and he's, seems to be much, and he's, again, you know, nobody knows what's in another person. But people, let's say you're close to, you could have had ten times more sorrows than you. You can go into an old age home and you see one person is happy and making other people happy, another person is making everybody miserable. You can go into the hospital, you can go with their sorrows. You can go, people that didn't have sorrows, you can talk to somebody, you can talk to somebody who never went through the Holocaust, and he's upset and angry about the Holocaust, and someone who lives through the Holocaust, and his whole life is giving joy to other people. How could that be? How is this such a mitzvah? 
The terrorist is, it's not up to the world whether you're happy or not. It's not up to the economy, it's not up to the politics, it's not up to anything else. It's up to whether it's guf or neshama, and what the equation is inside of you. What's the ratio of neshama and guf? Where there's more guf, there's more sadness and anger, atzlus and atzlus and so on. Where there's more neshama, there's oiz v'chedva b'mkaimai. Oiz v'chedva b'mkaimai. You can't get up in the morning. Why can't you get up in the morning? I can't get up in the morning because there was a plane in Buffalo, the, the plane crashed. So you can't get up in the morning because of what happened in Buffalo? <clears throat> Could be the husband or the wife from somebody that, that was killed in, from that plane is getting up this morning, but you can't get up this morning. It's not because of Buffalo you're not getting up. It's an upsetting thing. It's a terrible thing what happened in Buffalo. That's not why you're not getting up. That's today's explanation for why you're not getting up. The same way you have in your pocket the letter that you got fired. But you weren't fired today. Yeah? So what are you going to do? You have a job today, so you have to find something else why you're upset, why you can't get up. Just another two minutes. The more guf, the more atzvus. When a person is sad, for whatever the reason is, even when it seems to be something which is very, which is very justifiable. There's a good reason. It's a good explanation. And anybody would tell you, of course, that's a terrible thing. Don't just look at the car in front of you that's getting you upset. Don't just say what's causing me to be sad or depressed is what is the letter that I was fired. Uh, that my wife didn't uh, finish... The, the, she didn't bake this, the, the, this side of the cake didn't come out good. That's why I'm upset. My, or my husband didn't make enough money this month. That's why I'm depressed. That's why I'm sad. That's the car in front of you. And there's always traffic in life. Even if you think you got lucky, like on a Sunday morning, you were able to get, you know, fast. But the emesis and primis, there's always traffic. So now you see why am I sad? That's the car in front of you. Where does Atzvus come from? Atzvus itself. There's a sadness that we all share. There's a universal cause of sadness that transcends this guy's letter and that guy's and that guy's problem and this one's problem. There's something that transcends that. There's a there's a an institution of Atzvus. According to Chazal, we know that the four elements, as we learned earlier from Nyalei Shor last year, each of the elements correspond to different Midas. And we also learned that earth, dirt, the earth, is the Shorish of the, is the Shorish of Atzvus. And Atzvus, right? Sadness, laziness comes from the Yisait HaAfa. Of earth. We say the offer, who you say the And we know from the Svar that offer is the Yisayda Chaimah. The body was made, min ha'adama, from the earth. It's the Yisayda Chaimah, Yisayda Hagup. It's the Yisayda of the physical body, a physical matter, is the earth. Therefore, if a person stops identifying himself, as we've been learning, he stops identifying himself with the earth, with the dirt, with the offer, with the goof, with the body, elek in the shama, and he begins to enter into that world of neshama, who loyachal yes also, and he's able to overcome. 
atzvus, sadness that comes from often. Not entirely overcome, because self-called in this world and we're, we're bound to the body and it's impossible to totally overcome it, but to a much, much larger degree. But since we identify ourselves as being, as we learn, I have a neshama, my neshama is in a goof, mostly we, we identify with the goof. So because of that, Therefore the world is too, there's too much sadness, there's too much sadness in the world. How do we describe Tchiyas Mason? What are we all waiting for? That time when those who are sleeping in the offer, in the earth, will rise. Many, many times over the years, I've mentioned to you what the Kotzka said, and I'm just repeating it, that we should remember it. But the Kotzka said, Rabbi Shalom, you know that I have the power to bring the dead back to life. I'd much rather bring the living back to life. To bring the living back to life There'll be a time when the, when the dead will rise up from the dirt. But even while we're in this 120 years, the avoid of a person to lift himself up, that we have, that the Shalom, that's not our Isaac, we can't do that after this world. But to bring the living back to life, ourselves, our loved ones, that's our Bechir. That's that we could do. To bring the living back to life, we could do that. Hashem's Baruch should give each and every one of us big, 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 big kaiches to be able to to bring ourselves and everyone who's connected to us and, and all of Klayas and ultimately the whole world to be brought back to life. And you keep the Gula Amen.